Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oh, baby, it's the Writer's Roundtable. We're back. We're back, baby. Here we are. Matt. Tell them what's going to happen on tonight's show. What do we have planned? I I don't know what to do with my hands. Talladega Nights, anybody? All right. Uh, cricket was, cricket noise. Little, in the, it was a weird. It was, that was a little weird thing to say. I, I wasn't sure what direction you were going there. And then, then you brought it back you, with the quote, the movie quote. So I think you saved it. Yeah, I thought I was going to get in the quote a little earlier. Anyway, aside from my jokes that go over everyone's heads, we have... Jonathan Lang back in the house tonight, along with Aditya Fuldiore, and we are going to debate dynasty startup dilemmas. We're going to talk Zach Charbonnet versus Kenneth Walker. We're going to talk Jameer Gibbs and if his value is Fugaze or if it's the real deal. And we're going to talk about startup decisions and who we should be buying and selling in dynasty. It's going to be a jam-packed episode. I can't wait to talk about how good David Montgomery is. Once again. So here we go. Let's start the show. If I can. All right. There we go. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the roundtable this evening. Jonathan and Aditya, welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. All right. Well, I don't know if you guys knew know this or not, but there's a lot of dynasty uh, startups going on right now and there's this thing that happened in the nfl draft so i'm just gonna kick it off with you jonathan Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna start the show zach charbonnet was drafted again the seattle seahawks do it again they draft a running back another running back and now charbonnet's value is taking a nosedive uh and kenneth walker kenneth walker is falling in some of those early redraft leagues but we're Mm -hmm. in dynasty he's falling in dynasty too uh, so help us, help us navigate this situation. Who's, who do you prefer and what, what do we do? Well, before I give us any kind of solutions, I just want to roll the tape. Last time I was here, I said, what if Zach Charbonnet goes to Seattle? <laughs> and I just want to, re- I just pat myself back. Okay. All right. There we go. So I still like Charbonnet. I even drafted him. Um, in I think it was two oh four, yeah, two four. Um, it's like I, I I like them both. If I had to choose one, give me the cheaper one. Uh, we're looking at a situation where Charbonnet he might be. It seems like he's the pass catcher, and that seems that's more value in PPR leagues. 
um, it's just it's hard to it, it's like you even said on the show sheet. It's a very murky situation. We have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, I mean, the, we really don't know. If I had to lean one way, it'd be Charbonnet. And the reason why I'd say that is just like Kenneth Walker last year. Last year, Kenneth Walker was drafted. We saw an injury, and we saw Kenneth Walker take over the backfield, become the dynasty darling, become what he was RB. Was he RB1 at one point? I think his house was RB3. He was up there. He was up there. He was yeah. way up there. And what if that happens to Charbonnet? So, and, and he did so good, it's hard to believe that they'd want to take a running back in the second round. So I would go Charbonnet, but I'm not going to die on that hill. If someone wanted Walker, cool, take him, you know. But that Seattle offense, you're getting a number two running back, Charbonnet. If you get Charbonnet, you're getting a number two running back in a top 15 NFL offense, um, three talented pass catchers, a top 10, top, top 12 quarterback. Um, and they had two offensive offensive tackles that were in their rookie year last year going into their second year. So it's, it's a great buy for me to go with Charbonnet. Yeah. It said it right there. Um, like you said, Jonathan, whichever one is a cheaper one is probably the one that, uh, I'm more likely to take. And if you're in dynasty startups and you see um, Kenneth Walker go off the board first, then you might be circling Charbonnet on your draft board right there. Um, last season, Walker played in 15 games. He had a 65.3% opportunity share, which was number 13 among running backs. And he was actually third in total red zone touches, which was interesting to see that he was used quite often in that, uh, Seahawks offense and Charbonnet coming in it feels a little bit like yeah maybe he'll be the pass catcher he is a little bit bigger or taller than um, Kenneth Walker so it seems like it's going to be a 1A 1B type of backfield situation um, it's hard for me to say that they'll be moving on from Kenneth Walker or from Charbonnet after like week one say one back gets 10 touches the other one gets five so the back that gets more touches is the dominant back. I don't think that happens at all. I think it'll be a week-to-week thing where Pete Carroll goes with whoever um, fits their game plan for that week better and maybe managing injuries here and there. Obviously, one gets hurt. The other one, their their value is off, off the roof. Uh, it's through the roof. Um, so it's really interesting to see how the Seattle Seahawks are going to manage that situation, especially with an offense that just added – um, Jackson Smith and Jigba too. So um, with the whole thing that running backs are more offensive weapons now or whatever that means, um, I don't think we see like Charbonnet getting snaps from the slot like people are talking Bijan or Jameer Gibbs might get. But it's definitely a situation where I think Kenneth Walker gets more value out of the gate this season. But Charbonnet is the guy that long-term Seattle uh, might go with, especially considering um, – how Pete Carroll has been rotating those backs throughout his time in Seattle. Yep. I think you two nailed it on the head right there. Walker is the proven asset, but if, if Zach Charbonnet is the one carving out the pass catching role, then given his, his cost right now of cost of acquisition is, is far lower. If you're placing your, your bets on one of them, you're, you're placing him on Zach Charbonnet just, just purely because of, of value. And and what we've seen happen in the NFL with with shared backfields, if Charbonnet has 
you know, even half of the red zone work, you know, a third of the red zone work alongside of the pass catching role. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. He's potentially outscoring Kenneth Walker in fantasy points per game. If you know, we look at Kenneth Walker, there's one thing he wasn't necessarily good at. It was putting together quality runs. He had a high breakaway run rate, but 4.138 true yards per carry, number 38 out of running backs. It's not gleaming, you know, it's not great. So kind of to what Jonathan mentioned, if there's a situation where you have a genie out of the bottle moment with Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker still, you know, kind of plodding along every, you know, in between the tackles, then it might be, it might be lights out for Kenneth Walker. So the question I want to pose is if you're a Kenneth Walker owner right now, are we trying to avoid that reality affecting us by just getting rid of him now or are we trusting in the talent and the fact that he's still a top 10 rb in in value you're you're buying him trust it trust the talent <clears throat> I, I, I i go ahead go guys ahead. sorry oh i, I was, was go uh, ahead Aditya, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah i was i was gonna say uh i gotta agree with that it seems like walker's value has taken a big hit since charbonnet was drafted and um, if you're trying to sell him, you're probably not getting what you would have gotten for him before the draft or anything close to what you uh, ideally want from a guy who was valued as a top 10 dynasty running back uh, not too long ago. So at this point, if you're a Kenneth Walker owner, you're probably uh, holding on to him unless you get a through the roof offer, which probably won't happen. Mm, but what happens to Kenneth Walker's value when that 65% opportunity share falls towards 55%? Dare I even say 50? Well, He's not top 10 value anymore. He is it, top 18, top 15. But what is what? What's historically, what has Pete Carroll tended to do with his running backs? Do we know? Because I remember, I remember we were all excited about this guy. Remember back in 2018? Remember 2018? I know it was a long time ago. Remember Rashad Penny was going to be the guy? And then guess what? Chris Carson Chris came Carson. in and just took over that backfield. Yeah. Because I, it's, this, is, this is, in the last five years, uh, Pete Carroll, and you could argue that it would have been more years because there were injuries that took place. He likes, there were two, over 200 carries in 2018 for Chris Carson, again in 2019 for Chris Carson. Huge usage for Chris Carson. Right. And I look at Ken Walker and I'm looking at 98th percentile speed, 96th percentile speed, 98th percentile 40. And I'm looking at Charbonnet's profile and I'm going, oh, okay, it's fine. It's good. He's a better pass catcher. There's no doubt. That's my one 
trepidation about the whole thing. But Walker proved that he could do it last year. And then you look at Seattle's, like, their vacated rushers and targets. And, you know, Travis Homer's not on the team anymore. And Rashad <laughs> Penny's not on the team anymore. That's like 70 carries. You're squinting at me, but that's like 70 carries. Would it, it, like, what's our expectation for Charbonnet? I'm thinking more like, than 70 carries. What about 100? Yeah. I'm a hater in you know, more than 70 carries. Is, is 100? Like, is 100? Not because if you look historically at their backfield usage, I mean Walker's be, the better. But Walker's the better player, man. Yeah. So the one point I will give you, okay, is that Seattle, and this is freaking crazy. This is a crazy thing I saw, and I double checked it and I triple checked it. They threw the ball more last year than they ever did with Russell Wilson. 573 pass attempts. There was a one year where Russell Wilson had 568. And now you throw JSN into that. So you could say, okay, they draft Charbonnet because they want to be more of a passing offense, more of a, like, like what's the word for it? A now offense, right? And it will be, it, they'll be sick, right? I mean, we can all agree that their, their pass catchers are just out of this yeah. unbelievable. So if you want to use Charbonnet more in the passing game, but I think Kenneth Walker proved that he was okay at that too. So I don't know, man. I, I'm buying the dip on Kenneth Walker. I've never really been a huge Charbonnet guy. That's that's my take on it. But I, I think this is kind of crazy if I'm being honest. I, I've never I've never been a Charbonnet guy either. And and I've been documented on that several times. Yeah. I was I was tweeting a lot when he got drafted to Seattle. <laughs> what I want you know, my takeaway from this Seattle is does don't this. Be, don't be surprised when I'm wrong about Zach Charbonnet and he's better than, you know, cause I'm, I'm just a guy and Zach Charbonnet is going to carve out a role. And then all of a sudden Kenneth Walker, RB one to RB six to RB 18. You know, I, I, if you're, if you're a Kenneth Walker owner, you just got to tread very carefully in this. As soon as you see trouble coming around the corner, you got to have a plan to get out because yeah. his value can tank quickly because of the draft capital invested in Zachary Charbonnet. Speaking. You, no, hold on. Oh, you, I can't you, transition. You, no, you besmirched the name of Ken seamless. Walker's efficiency. Efficiency. You besmirched his efficiency. So let me tell you about efficiency, Matt Babbage. All I right. Number 12 in juke rate. Number 10 in evaded tackles. You brought up the breakaway run rate. Very good. Thank number you. Number eight. Number three in breakaway runs. Number 12 in yards created. Number 19 in yards per touch. You may proceed. I was looking at his yards per out run. That's why I was I was waiting to. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll so, get, you know what though. So and he was looking the at the yards run created blocker. per touch. The yards created per touch is a good argument because his yards per no his yards per reception was six point one yards per reception on thirty five targets. How many how many receptions? Twenty seven receptions. That's a pretty uh, uh, that's heavily influencing the. I, I, I'm not buying it. Look, it, he's a good, he's a good tackle breaker. Cool, you know. He's not a run. He's not a. Is he a good running back? Yeah, probably. I I feel like I've gotten put into this corner where all of a sudden I'm like the biggest Kenneth Walker hater, and I don't know how that happened. I I did it. I did it. He broke it. You like pinned this straw man argument against me that I wasn't even like trying to make. Yeah, we did the same thing with Jerry Judy on Jerry. We did the same thing to Matty Kiwon with Jerry Judy. You remember? That was good. I, that was a good time. I remember. Yeah. All right. I'm going to transition yeah. to the next question now, like I tried to earlier. So All right. you can go ahead. You go speaking, ahead and do that. 
Speaking of running backs with with high valuations and, and high draft capital, we had Jameer Gibbs go in the in the top twenty picks, most specifically the top sixteen, um, top twelve. Did I just say that wrong? He's pick twelve. Yeah, he's okay. number. Tw- he's he's, he's hard. He's, the, 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 the train is off the damn rails. The train is off the damn rails. He's RB five <laughs> on keep trade cut and the player profiler <laughs> dynasty rankings. Aditya, is this Fugazi or are we getting swifted again or is this real? Is Jameer Gibbs a top five running back in Dynasty? And where should we have our expectations set for 2023? I'm going to say this is real. He is a top five back for Dynasty. I think he's right at that number five position because um, you look at those top five Dynasty running backs. You have Bijan, Brees Hall, um, Saquon, and fourth one I'm forgetting, but um, it's – Jameer Gibbs is staunchly penciled in at that number five spot because those other guys that could be rotated into that number five dynasty spot, Travis Etienne, Tank Bixby was selected in the third round, and Etienne is not a workhorse, it's looking like. Um, You also have Austin Eckler. He's getting older. Contract issues with the Chargers. We'll see about that. Um, Kenneth Walker, obviously, we just discussed, as Zach Charbonnet, and Christian McCaffrey, um, you can make an argument for him to be back in that top five. Um, I think it was Jonathan Taylor I was missing in that top four earlier, but Christian McCaffrey can definitely be in that top five. But Jameer Gibbs, they picked him 12th overall for a reason um, because he is he's a guy that the Lions and Dan Campbell want to use like they wanted to use DeAndre Swift, but due to issues with injuries, health, and various things that DeAndre Swift was just – um, not good at in the eyes of the coaching staff. Um, Jameer Gibbs is now in. DeAndre Swift is out. And you you do have David Montgomery there, but I don't see David Montgomery taking on that Jamal Williams role from last year. It'll be more of a Jamal Williams light role maybe, less pass catching, some uh, some of that red zone work. But he's not getting more than 200 carries like Williams got last year. So Jameer Gibbs, I definitely see him being that pass catcher out of the backfield. And for simply 2023, I think we'll see him get eased into that offense a little bit to start out with. So don't panic if week one, he's not that heavy uh, opportunity share kind of guy. But slowly, we'll see him being brought on like they wanted to bring in DeAndre Swift, but we only signed small sample sizes with him. Jameer Gibbs is that new guy in Dynasty and what's become a pretty exciting offense in Detroit. Yeah. What do you what do you think, Jonathan? What is Jameer Gibbs a top five running back in Dynasty? What's what's the deal? Yeah, uh, so I opened up this show sheet and I saw the question and I was like, "There's no way, no way." I ain't, you know I was so sure there's no way he's a top five. And then I started reading and it's like, okay, Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne, Saquon's getting up there. Uh, it's like I was like, well maybe he is <laughs> like yeah. it just it, it, i i need to just come forward with everybody he is yes he's probably firmly at that five spot um you know he's gonna he is gonna share time with montgomery and i'll talk about montgomery a little later i wanted to say something about him but every running back shares time now literally there's well there's what jonathan taylor but he got broken last year, you know, 
Brees Hall, he had an ACL sprain or ACL tear. Um, the days of the bell cow, I think, are over. I think we're going into a new phase of running back um, where you it, there's not going to be this guy that gets 30 touches a game for the whole season unless the number two and number three get injured. It's just not going to happen. And they are going to, the, the Detroit offense, it is ascending and they will scheme this guy. They'll put it, they're not going to be like, Hey, we want you to run up the middle 15 times a game. No, they're going to have him in space screen passes, you know, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, he's already mentioned some things he wants to do. Uh, it, it's going to be really per. It's going to be great for him. I, 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 I don't see how you can put him lower than sixth. Yeah, go ahead, Seth. I suppose that's fair, but man, it's so risky. I mean, we're talking dynasty startup right now. Yeah. And the way I think about dynasty startups is, you know, at player player profile, we think of three year windows, and I typically, I mean, I used to be the guy, and we'll talk more about dynasty startup strategy. I mean, looking back on some of my first teams are hilarious because I'm like the trade down. I still like to trade down, but just trading down for the sake of trading down and not really having a plan, you know, but now much more calculated and geared towards winning in year one. So if just with that approach in mind from a dynasty startup perspective and even in rookie drafts, I like JSN so much and call me, I'm taking JSN over him. So I'm not getting any Jameer Gibbs. And that's probably people will call me crazy, but I think the same arguments we're making that, Oh, Jackson Smith and Jigba's target share is not going to be there. I mean, you, I think David Montgomery's a really good player and he's going to take up a lot of the red zone touches. So say, I think the same argument can be made uh, for Jack. I just think Jackson Smith and Jigba is that guy in that offense and Tyler Lockett likely going to be leaving here in a, a year or two so that in dynasty we i think you want jsn ed brings it up yes he's 199 pounds so but again we're stuck in this place where i can't ignore the draft capital i can't ignore the fact that he's 21 years old i can't ignore the fact that he's in a good offense so while my instincts tell me no 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 yeah he's probably like five or six i would probably put Kenneth Walker in, in that same conversation because of how I feel about Zach Charbonnet, but that's just me. So I, 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 if you're in a startup though, and you see him coming off the board in like the third round, I, I can't, I can't do that, man. I, in a rookie draft, maybe, but in a dynasty startup where I am risk averse, especially in the earlier rounds, I am headed in a different direction, but Matt Babich, or you already answered this question, didn't you? So I'm the last, or did you no, answer it? I didn't. Oh yeah. Uh, a, All right. Go ahead, Jonathan then. essentially answered it for me. But um, the thing with Gibbs is Seth, you brought up a really good point where there is a difference between startup drafts and rookie drafts, how you're going to plan that out. Cause in rookie drafts, I mean, you already have your build, right? So if you're in a spot where you're, you're looking to take Gibbs, then you're obviously, you know, if you're in a win now window, a three year window, I mean, he's, he's automatic. He's an RB. He's a top five RB. But if you're if you're in a dynasty startup and that's, you know, that's something we'll get into, you know, here in the next question. But how risk averse do you want to be? I'm someone who if I, I'm trying to win now right off the gate, every draft I do. So Jameer Gibbs is going to be someone I'm going to be targeting because you give me three years to put together, you know, a team. I think he's got probably closer to a, a four year window if you think about 
you know, with a first round draft capital, it's going to be an expensive fifth round extension. So they're probably going to keep him around for a fourth year and then get as much usage out of him as they can. So I think he's got a four year window there in Detroit with his draft capital. And look, I don't make the rules. I, I, unfortunately, I would love to, but I don't decide who gets drafted when and where. I don't decide that Gibbs gets top 12 draft capital to, to Detroit. I, I don't get to decide it. It's an outlier in draft capital. And yeah, he's a little light, but we got to trust that. We got to trust how much investment the Detroit Lions have in Jameer Gibbs. We're talking about like a, a David Montgomery assuming a Jamal Williams role. He had three goal line carries last year. So that doesn't necessarily move me. I don't know if Seth knew that because he just be- looked bewildered in the camera. Yeah, go look. Seven because and- had, we had Justin Fields. That's why. I mean, come on. What are you talking about? Sounds like he can't command an offense in uh, in the goal line. That's that's what I hear. Yeah, Jared Goff's so- gonna be running a lot of quarterback keepers <laughs> on the goal line. The point. I mean, it, look, Montgomery isn't gonna be there past 2025. He's got a, They got a team out in 2024. If they really want to, they can get out after this season without losing any money. They can save a little bit of money, but it doesn't necessarily make any sense. Neither did the contract in the first place. This is Gibbs' backfield, and top five is the value he deserves. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold Dan Campbell said so. So, okay. So, how bad is this? Let's just talk about Can we talk about the Lions for a second? Can we just? So, you signed. All right. So, you signed David Montgomery, three years, 18 million, right? And then, so you got Swift and Montgomery on your team. And you hate Swift so much that. You spend a first round pick on his replacement and then ship him out the door for essentially like what a fourth round pick or a late round pick swap or or something. It's so asinine. And so like Dario said it during the draft extravaganza live stream. If I picked the first if I picked a running back in the top twelve, I probably couldn't sleep at night, but I think Dan Campbell's probably sleeping like a baby. Just yeah, team I- building wise, if you were a Lions fan, you had to be so excited going into this draft. Like, yes, we're going to probably get the finishing touches on what could potentially be a playoff, dare I say, a Super Bowl roster. I know you have Jared Goff there, but you potentially are that talented in the NFC. I mean, who knows? And then this happens. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just. I'd, I'd be a, it'd be kind of a bummer for me. So just to just to interject here real quick, I think the Lions have dreams of Gibbs and David Montgomery being the new Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. I think that's what they want to do. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I can get behind uh, that. Can, right. can I add just one more thing? Sorry. Uh, yeah, just go for it. I was doing some digging on the data analysis tool here on Player Profiler. And there is another running back in the uh, database with 199 pounds by the name of Austin Eckler. Oh. Ever heard of him? <laughs> yeah, but does he lift weights like Austin? Oh, Eckler yeah. Does? He's got gains, bro. He, yeah, he'll he's got gains. Okay. Well, well, maybe Austin Eckler will be on the team because apparently he's <laughs> looking for a trade yeah. too. Um, all right. So apparently I proved Charb- it's Charbonnet. Okay, good. Fantasy Plumber. Thanks for stopping by appreciate you being in the chat uh all right so 12 team super flex half ppr start 10 uh inbox so give the 211 and a 20 24 second for calvin ridley are we doing that two i mean if it's gonna be anywhere near the back half of the second then yeah i'm i'll if you're a contending team because if you're if you're trading for calvin ridley you have to be a contending team and if you're a contending team two late seconds don't mean anything to you so just take yeah. 
Yeah. Agreed. I will say, I agree. I, I'll do the trade if I'm contending team, but it's crazy to think that the 211 and 212, I'm r- routinely seeing Jaden Reed and uh, Marvin Mims pop up there mm. in a super flex, which is tempting, but I think you'd take the proven commodity and Calvin Ridley. Uh, Lincoln, thanks for stopping by and thank you for the question. Hey guys, who are you taking with the 105? 12 team, super flex, start 10, tight end pre- one tight end premium. I wonder if that means like an extra point for the tight end premium. I don't know. But we'll just assume regular tight end premium. Uh, he's two quarterbacks, Fields, Hurts. I have no third QB. And my two best RBs are Miles Sanders, Derrick Henry, and Gibson, and B-Rob. So who are we taking at the 105? I'm assuming Bijan's going to be gone. And you're probably assuming, like, Bryce Young. I mean, so outside of that, Gibbs. I mean, at, like, Gibbs is probably the 103 gone. in most drafts. Yeah. 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 So you're probably looking at C.J. Stroud. Or the other quarterback. Uh, well, he Anthony didn't. Rich- yeah, he Anthony didn't tell Richard- us about his receiver. Uh, Richardson's gone. Richardson Richardson's will gone. be gone. So you're looking yeah. at Stroud there. Would you're you take at- Stroud? Would you uh, take, yeah. take Would you take Stroud or because the, there's like, not going to be a running back you would take there, right? I'd, yeah, I'd say Stroud or JSN. Yeah. What's his receivers, receivers like? Yeah. 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 Well, because that's yeah. where you're going to be looking at. You're not going to be looking at taking a running back. You're going to be yeah. looking at taking a receiver. So his best, his best two receivers are AJ Calvin Brown Ridley. Cal- yeah, Calvin, take JS. I guess so. I I'm taking JSN. JSN. Yep. Yep. That's mm-hmm. the answer. Yes. So yeah. a, take CJ. Take Gibbs. Oh, Gibbs is probably not going to be there. Option three. Take yeah. Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Whoa. <laughs> is that is that Tyreek Hill? If you're if you're confident about winning now, then I mean, he's got yeah. fields and hurts and a super flex league. Yeah. He's AJ Brown yeah. too. He's winning now. Yeah. All right. I'd, I, I'd rank uh, that option three, option two, option one. If you have all those options on the board. Uh, yeah, essentially. Okay. And yeah. I'll slot JSN yeah. after option three. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. We got time for one more. Uh, Tanner, thanks for tuning in. He's in the middle of his rookie draft. 12 team, one QB. And he took JSN at the 103, and I'm now being offered Javante Williams and the 111. Thoughts? Ooh, that's a good question. What do you guys think? Hmm. That's pretty fair. Just instinctively, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty yeah. fair. That's yeah, I think it kind of. I think it kind of depends on your team. Um, I like JSN a lot. I have concerns about Javante Williams' long-term outlook. He's coming off the ACL, and he's probably not going to play for the first at least first few weeks, I would say probably first third of the season is probably Mm -hmm. up in air, but he'll probably be back by week six, five or six for sure. Depends on how you feel about Kendry Miller and Charbonnet. I'm pretty, I honestly thinking about this and thinking about just kind of depends on your receiver room too. Um, But okay. If he's at the one Oh three, if this is his pick at the one Oh three, and he's taking JSN. Yeah. Is he going to be in a spot to win while when while Williams and Charbonnet or Miller are in a in a window? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's, that's a good point. Because I think by the time that three years closes in, I think Williams is probably past his value his value peak. And who knows if Charbonnet and Miller will even find one? Yeah, you mm-hmm. saying you saying that has me leaning the JSN. Just keep JSN. But I would I would try to maybe get a. I would say if you're a Future rebuilding pick, team, maybe. yeah, 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 that's where I'm going. Like instead of Javante, if you could get a 24 first, then I'm. I'm I've listened to that. Yeah. Anymore, yeah. So hopefully that helps, Tanner. Appreciate you, man. 
let's see. He's got another comment here. Is this like the same team? So maybe eh, I'm confused. But if you have mm. Mahomes, CMC, Swift, Kamara, Devonte Adams, Mike Evans, yeah. If you have all that, then then maybe I make the trade. I'm no, <laughs> I I, I'm flipping. I mean, now that I see the team, I'm making the trade. Yeah, that's a pretty good team. That is, yeah, top three. Yeah. So maybe he maybe he traded for a pick or something, and that's how he got the 103. Um, all right. Uh, I think that's it. We are going to take a quick commercial break. Um, we have comments coming in like crazy. So I appreciate you guys in the chat. You're killing it. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break, quick message from the pod father, but stick around because we have more dynasty startup strategy discussion coming up right after this. You know, people always ask me, hey, what is the the World Series of Fantasy or the Super Bowl of Fantasy Football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. And they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a dynasty orphan? Well, you can adopt a dynasty orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, best ball, dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD gets you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it. All right. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We are back and it is time for probably one of my favorite topics ever. I, I've i been known to talk for hours and neglect my family to talk about dynasty startup strategy, baby. So Jonathan, I'm gonna, we're going to leave this really open-ended. What is your favorite stra- strategy? Like what's your approach to a dynasty startup? Because we have a lot of people hopping in these now and we're interested to get your take on what you do and uh, like, do you, are you trading down? Are you trading up? Like what's your approach? So I have a lot of conviction from this. So uh, I actually just started playing dynasty last year okay. <clears throat> and uh, I remember the startup and the guys I got, I went like running back heavy. I will never, ever, 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 ever do that again. Ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. Um, yeah, it just didn't go great. So I speak from the heart. I speak with conviction when I say this. I would try to trade up and get two top 12 quarterbacks in a super flex startup. If that means I give up my my third, I'll, I'll trade out my second, my third, and my fourth, I'll do it. I don't care. Because if you can roll in a league with, uh, let's say, Fields and Hurts, like we just, or, you know, Mahomes, not can do you can't do Mahomes and Allen, but if you could do Mahomes and Hurts, Mahomes and Fields, I've seen some people do it. It's po- it's not impossible. Okay. Yeah, like if, if you, like if you if you get the one hundred two and then you trade for the one hundred one somehow, like I've seen yeah. people do it. I mean, like yeah, you'll take a hit on depth, but injuries happen. Uh, injuries happen, and that's the way to go. Like because 
you're going to have people that are valuing these players up, but you know, we've seen it with Kenneth Walker. People draft Kenneth Walker and the, you know, he's going early in dynasty drafts. And now look at that, that investment, but your quarterbacks, you know, they're, they're insulated, you know, teams got them. So I look at doing that and I'd like to go wide receiver heavy. I probably wouldn't get my first running back until maybe round six, maybe seven. Um, and I'd try to wait on tight end until maybe nine or 10. Uh, just honestly, maybe even after that, just go heavy receiver and have a, have two top 12 quarterbacks and let the receivers do the work. And I think you'll be golden. Yeah, for sure. That, that positional value with running backs being so volatile is definitely something to keep in mind. Um, going away from just looking at positions, but I think looking at how you want to build your overall draft, you want to build for potential early grab production in the middle of your drafts and then swing for the fences late in your drafts, I think, because um, once you're, once you get to those later rounds in those drafts, you don't want to get a guy that, you know, is like a Naeem Hines, who's just going to give you a couple catches a game or something like that on your bench, who, you know, you're never going to use. You want to get a guy that you want to swing for the fences with. Like um, I believe Sky Moore last year was one of those guys that was, you want to swing for the fences. Obviously it didn't work out for his first year there, but um, long-term looking at dynasty, it could work out. So those are the guys that you want to take in those late rounds. You want to shoot for upside and potential in the late rounds. And in those middle rounds, don't be afraid to grab a guy that uh, has proven production. Those veterans that are, um, I know a lot of times in dynasty, people are scared to pick up those guys that are late twenties, early thirties, but those are the guys that, especially a wide receiver, like a couple of years ago, Tyler Boyd, he was he was extremely productive, but T. Higgins came in, Jamar Chase came in, and people were like, no, no, no Tyler Boyd at all. But a couple of years ago, he was actually really productive for the Bengals and a good guy to take in those middle rounds for production that you're going to need for that season because you're not just playing for three years out. You're also there's also a dynasty season that season of the startup. So you're playing for production then. And in those early rounds, of course, uh, look at potential and uh, all those guys like that. We talked about Jameer Gibbs, Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, all these guys, high draft capital, high potential. They're going high in the actual NFL draft for a reason. So uh, why not explore them high in these dynasty startups and where they're going? People are ageist, you know, this, I haven't been a part of very many startup drafts, but each one I've been a part of, I've seen a group of veterans start to slide. And it's always the receivers that are hitting like 27, like right at that age apex where you know that you can have a three to four year window or they could be done that season. And you see guys like in, in one of my, in one of my startup drafts, maybe three years ago, it was Deandre Hopkins that slid in value and he had already paid that off tenfold in his first mm-hmm. season uh when coming back so adia brings up a good point of not being too scared off of veterans especially when you're when you're trying to aim for that steady production in the middle rounds uh and if i'm gonna do a startup i'm looking to grab a hero rb the same way i'm looking to do in seasonal leagues if you can get your hands on one of these running backs that potentially has that six to eight year window that second contract window that that's so rarely achieved by running backs in this era then you should probably take that shot because there's only five running backs in the top 30 in superflex 
uh, player profiler superflex dynasty rankings, which feels about right. But that also means that you have not just you don't have to get your RB in the first or second round. You can potentially get your hero RB in the fourth round instead of the first two. So it's it's very different when you when you play super flex but but no matter what the format is i think still grabbing that hero rb is a very important aspect that anchor that you can consistently rely on for three to four years as you build that core and 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 try and run for a you know to complete a dynasty as they say yeah i am gonna echo a lot of that um i love what jonathan was talking about going and getting those elite quarterbacks no matter what you got to do don't love giving up rookie picks, but I'll do it. I'll give up future rookie picks if I can go and get like a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert, you know, getting in, the, in that top five in the in the startup in a super flex draft. Sign me up. I'll I'll pay just about. I mean, obviously, you don't want to pay too much, but I'd pay a lot to go up and get somebody like that. Love the the hero RB. I tend to be more of a wide receiver early try to figure out my running backs later kind of guy but i do want to get at least one that i'm comfortable with like perfect perfect example this year and we'll talk more about him is like if i can get Brees hall in the third round in a super flex startup boom perfect every perfect. time yeah saquon same way i'm and i used to be a guy and i talked about this a little earlier i've been playing dynasty for like seven years now i have like over 20 teams and i'm a, just a sicko which is why i work at playerprofiler.com i i used to be a guy who just was aimless didn't have a strategy and would trade just trade for the sake of trading like trade for rookie picks and rookie picks are great don't get me wrong they're the, the, the most flexible asset uh to get but Everything has to have a purpose. Like, what's your intention when you're going about a certain strategy? Like, you have to trade with intentionality. And typically, like, I think Scott Fish said, on average, dynasty leagues last like two and a half years, which kind of blew my mind and kind of changed my whole perspective on dynasty. Uh, so I am a win-now approach kind of guy now. Um tailored to that three-year window, right? Because if most leagues last two and a half years, then that's about, you know, three, about three years. So playing with that sort of intentionality is important. So two and a half years, go ahead and clip it. Two and a half years, Matt's laughing at me. Two and a half years, that's about three That's years. about three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, chat, go ahead. Uh, so it's, it's just like that. I mean, I was going to bring up a team. I don't know. Matt was making fun of me earlier in the show. Uh, about it i uh, like if i can find this team here that i i'm because i'm in a dynasty startup right now and there's there's there it is and it blocks out the sun so if there was a better way to show it then i would but that's kind of what i like to i mean i like to get quarterback early i was trying like mad to trade up i had the i got stuck with the 112 so i got i mean i got dak prescott there but anyway, Matt, is there something you want to say about this team? Yeah, dude, no one cares about your fantasy team. There we go. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so in conclusion, in conclusion, with an, keep that three-year window in mind and trade with intentionality and subscribe to the Player Profiler Dynasty rankings, for crying out loud, Dynasty Deluxe Package, or you could get the All-In Package. Promo code Seth, S-E-T-H. If you don't know how to spell Seth, if you're like an old grandpa who can't spell or say Seth, they say it with like a Z. Have you ever heard an old man try to say Seth? Probably not because you're not named Seth. 
but it's always with a z instead of a zeth. It comes out as zeth. So anyway, promo code Seth save yourself ten dollars on the all in package at playerprofiler.com, and that might be the worst promo I've ever given. So Matt, do you have do we have another question here? We do. Do I need to? My question is: Do I need to start spelling your name with a Z? Is there a silent Z in front of Zeth? Well, I, I got, in the I got old. Keep... In the in, if you're over the age of seventy, yes. So, like, we had an old teacher, geometry teacher, that would Zeth. Like every time I got in trouble, <laughs> like that's how he talked. Zeth. Like you know. Anyway, use a straight edge. Um, so, like my in geometry class is like you know I was drawing yeah. the ocean. But yeah, what's our what's our last question here? Um, I appreciate you for explaining that. Yeah, no problem. Well, I'm that's what I'm here for. We'll start with Aditya. Who are we who are we trading for in Dynasty right now and who are we trading away? It's buy or sell season. The guy that I'm buying and uh this is a guy I've been trying to buy for the last couple of years, but he's been getting injured and uh, there's a lot of volatility there, but Rashad Bateman and I know there's people that are like, they added Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews is still there. But you look at you look at the Ravens roster, Odell isn't, he isn't a wide receiver one anymore. He's not the guy that gives you a thousand yards. It's been, it's been a few years since he's gotten a thousand yards. He's been through, uh, it's been through injury. Um, he's not going to be the guy that plays every game and uh, gets a thousand yards. Rashad Bateman He's been through injury throughout the first couple seasons of his of his career as well. But when he is in the game, he gets used pretty often. Um, last season, the first few games of the year, uh, he played the six games. One of those games against Tampa Bay, he was injured. He got one target. He barely played. So I don't even count that. But all other games, he got at least four targets. Um, that Miami game where he took a, a, a route across the middle – and right to the house um, that that's he's getting usage when he's in the game. The problem is staying in the game. So um, I think this is, this is like year two or three of me saying Rashad Bateman got a hammer Rashad Bateman, but looking at how much he's fallen with Zay flowers and Odell Beckham being added, I think people are overvaluing um, how much Odell Beckham and Zay flowers are going to impact him, especially Zay Flowers isn't going to be the the thousand yard receiver either right out of the gate immediately. Um, he's going to be the the guy that gets 500 600 yards uh, for Baltimore because Marquise Brown first round pick he got 550 ish yards his rookie season. Rashad Bateman same thing and both of those guys had injuries here and there in their rookie years. But the Ravens don't really feed their rookie wide receivers like their wide receivers one immediately out of the gate. Um, but Rashad Bateman, he's fallen a bit further than I expected him to, so I'm buying him. As for selling, Drake London. Uh, Drake London, I know he's the wide receiver one in Atlanta, but that's a big slice of a really small pie. They added Bijan and Tyler and Tyler Algier is still there. They really want to run the ball, so I'm not I'm not buying Drake London. He's a guy that. Um, he's he's high up there in 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 dynasty value. So if you can get a veteran and you're trying to compete immediately, like a Tyreek Hill, even a DJ Moore for Drake London, then that's a guy that um, I'm looking to sell there. What do you think, Jonathan? Who are you buying? Who are you selling in dynasty? 
Yeah, so this Seth, Zest, Zest, my, my, my brother had a friend named Seth, and my dad called him Zest. Um, Zest, Zest, that's Zest, a new one. Yeah. I've never heard Zest before. So, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard Seath, I've heard Seath, I've heard, don't even get me started on my last name. I mean. uh, so yeah, this will warm your heart though. Uh, I would trade for, maybe maybe warm your heart, I would trade for David Montgomery. Yeah. Um, it does warm my heart. <laughs> right now, uh, the Jameer Gibbs hype, we just talked about it. Like, he's top five. And I don't think he's going to score, uh, t- what, 15, 18 touchdowns. I'm not expecting him to have an RB1 season. But he's going to be useful for a team if you have good receivers, you know, and you just need that running back. If you could trade, you know, a – 24 second and maybe a small piece for him i would do it i just flat out would because when he was on the bears for four years their offense strength 28th 24th 26th and 29th the lions last year were ranked in the top five in total offense he's going to be in his best situation ever clearly like there's no other way to put to put it so I'm buying Montgomery. I, I think he'll be a good RB2 for fantasy teams. A player that I'm selling is DeAndre Swift. Uh, you know, he's going to be in a committee. He's proven in Detroit that he can't be the guy. And maybe it'll work. Maybe he'll thrive and I could be looking. Uh, this will not age gracefully. But... Uh, I mean, you're looking at Jalen Hurts scored any more rushing touchdowns than any other running back on the team last year. Um, it's going to be a committee, and technically Hurts is the leading rushing touchdown getter. So I, I think if you can get a bump that he joined the Eagles, and if you can trade him away for a quality piece, I would definitely move off of him. Zeth, before you get into David Montgomery, let me let me ask the group a rapid fire. I'm looking on keep trade cut here. All right. Dynasty, David Montgomery or Brian Robinson? Oh, David Montgomery. David Montgomery, David Montgomery or AJ Dillon? D- oh, no, 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 no. D- say, say Brian Robinson. Do it. I agree I, with me. Do it. I am saying Brian Robinson here. Mm. David Montgomery. All right, we're split. Mm. Uh, David Montgomery or AJ Dillon? David Montgomery. Come on. How many times has a Han been on the show? And said, <laughs> you are biased. AJ Dillon is the answer. What? I, I gotta agree with AJ Dillon too. <sighs> it's uh, I gotta go talking, AJ. Are we, are we talking go, Dynasty? Yeah, we're talking Dynasty. And wait, one, I got one more for you: David Montgomery or Roshan Johnson? Oh God, I I had this decision early. Actually, you know what? David Montgomery. That's just being obtuse. I'm not. I'm throwing that. Out. <laughs> I'm not, I had. A, I had a. I. I had the decision. I literally was on the clock in a dynasty startup, and I had the choice: do I want David Montgomery or Roshan Johnson? And I took David Montgomery over Roshan Johnson. Don't he worry, is, though. He's nearly four years older than Roshan Johnson. What? He's 25. What are you talking about? He's 25.9. 25 still 25 and with a three-year contract from the number four offense in the nfl last year who's going to be in the red zone a lot so he's going to get a lot of those opportunities down there he's gonna like he's a better player than jamal williams out of those three guys i think aj Dillon is the closest to montgomery in value but maybe i'm just sleeping on david montgomery but i i got brian robinson and roshan johnson over him too 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. It, it's just about the contract, right? Because all contracts get, get played out in full. All you, you realize that Naeem Hines has the same valued contract as, as David Montgomery, right? They're very similar in terms of full value. The Bills were willing to give the same amount of money to Naeem Hines to sit the bench as the Detroit Lions gave to David Montgomery. I don't know if anything's guaranteed. They can still save $4 million cap space by cutting him after this season. If David Montgomery gets cut at the end of the season, which he will clip this, then all you will have left to say is that I was right. And all I have to say to you is, what does David Montgomery have to do to prove to you that he's a good running back? Because <laughs> four years four years of evidence is not good enough for you, apparently. Get re-signed by his team. Be an efficient runner. Anything. <laughs> anything, really. All right. All right. All right. I don't all even right. know. Sorry where to I don't even know. Segment. It's your turn to That's, talk by yourself. It's your turn to talk by yourself. Oh, it's, uh, what, did I, what did I even have to say about buy or sell? I don't... Brees Hall, by Brees Hall. Everybody knows that, right? By David Montgomery. I guess not everybody knows that. I because I agree with Jonathan. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. How about that? In a, in an offense where uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be able to throw the ball ten yards down the field or more, hardly ever. Why not get the guy who's going to be open in that in that space of the field? Who's who's just been flirting with wide receiver two numbers forever, and he's like going in the double digit rounds of dynasty startups right now. Like, like his sleeper ADP is ridiculous. So go out and get Jacoby Myers, and I'll give you a real deep cut. And just I I was gonna be nice. I was gonna be nice, Mister Babbage. But then you just you went all you went all crazy on David Montgomery. So I'm taking Mike Gesicki from you. Like why would you not have Mike Gesicki in just every league at this point? I mean, why not? Ride or die, baby. We're going down with the ship with Mike Kosicki. Give Mike Kosicki, baby, in that New England offense. Who else are they going to throw the ball to in the red zone? I I do these things because I care. Uh, it's the Patriots and it's Mike Kosicki. These these are my two worlds. They have collided. <laughs> I have to stay as emotionally unattached to this situation as I possibly can. Because mm. if I sing his praises from the rooftops all offseason, I will guarantee you nothing will happen. It'll be a big fat. So the fantasy plumber, uh, he, he got enough. He got enough crap from the pod father a couple of streams ago. So I don't need to my buys. I don't know uh, who he's talking about. It's fair. Like, I don't know if he's talking about me or you. I don't, I don't care. (laughs) Um, I think Pittman's weight is too cheap. Still. Uh, he's below Debo and Quentin Johnston on keep trade cut it, it, you know, they're right next to each other, but still in, in the reality where I can trade Debo or the draft spot where I'm staring down the barrel of Quentin Johnston or Zay flowers. Eventually. Okay. <laughs> Why do we talk so much about these players? We're dedicating so much airtime to David Montgomery. It's a Bears show, baby. It's if a Bears I- show. And he's, he doesn't even play on the bears anymore. <laughs> If I am in a world where I could give up Debo or a draft spot where I'm staring down the barrel of Quentin Johnston or Zay Flowers to get Michael Pittman plus, uh, I'm pulling the trigger on that all day. And from a running back standpoint, J.K. Dobbins, I think, is a value still. Um, I, I'd rather I'd rather take advantage of the the cliff that Nick Chubb is potentially about to to fall off of. If I can, if I'm a Nick Chubb owner and I can move Ooh. off of him to get a little bit younger and get J.K. Dobbins. Then and still position myself clearly because you're in a, probably in a win now team unless you're completely rebuilding. But 
kind of keep yourself in that window and then sell. I'm selling Damian Pierce at RB 17 with fifth round draft capital in a rebuilding Houston Texans franchise with a new coaching staff around him. We've seen this story play out before. This organization has no tie to Damian Pierce, really. I know Casario is still there, but it's a different coaching staff, a new regime. And Damian Pierce is going to have a backfield partner with higher draft capital there, whether it's next year or the year after. So uh, I don't think his value goes up much from RB 17, even if he does, you know, somewhat escape the draft next year. I think it's just a matter of time before he's a, you know, outside the top 30. And, and right now is the time to capitalize on that. Good stuff. We got so much in the chat, so much in the chat. So 201. Ooh, that's good. Uh, I don't, I haven't really seen him fall Close. outside of like the 111 is, I think, the farthest, farthest he's fallen for me, if I'm being honest. Um, what do you guys, have you guys seen something similar? Or 201 is about like, have you seen him fall that far? Late I've now. seen late, yeah, late first, 110, 109. Gotcha. Uh, yes, well, I don't know if it's giant or not, it's just a regular modello. Like, maybe if I hold it closer to the camera, <laughs> it becomes bigger and the optical illusion um mike is in the fifth round of his draft uh tight end premium i'm guessing this is dynasty should i grab grab hawkinson or Najee harris hawkinson or Najee harris guys in a tight end premium i'm going hawkinson mostly because i i don't like Najee harris but also hawkinson in in that vikings offense got a lot of a lot of looks and that's not going to change even with addison I'll go Najee just for the sake of argument. <laughs> um, they really invested in the offensive line uh, during the drafts and in the uh, free agency. I think he'd be. I think he could have a good year. I think he'd be a uh, top ten running back this year. Yeah, I, I think Najee's undervalued in dynasty right now because of I, I think he played through an injury all last season, and I think that made him look worse than he was. He was playing with a foot. I think it was a foot injury. Yep. He's playing with yep. the Liz Franck too, if I if I am remembering Franck. correctly. Liz Fr- Liz Franck. Liz Franck. Um, it's a pretty promo code Zeth. It's a pretty pretty <laughs> tough injury to play with, as a, especially as a running back. So uh, when you get at least a two more two more years on his rookie contract in an offense that is that is dedicated to giving him a significant opportunity share, then then that's pretty valuable, especially uh, you know where where his value is at right now in the fifth round so i'm Najee. oh the lions they did it they i forgot about they traded hawkinson too they traded they traded hawkinson and then drafted a tight end they did it again i forgot about that they did it twice (laughs) what are they doing Ah. okay uh yeah ffpc dynasty leagues if you're gonna play in a dynasty league you should play in the ffpc harry snowman is absolutely correct uh also don't pay in paypal make sure you're on like league safe like don't ever sign up for a dynasty league and then go to paypal like that's mm-hmm. sketchy is is all make sure it's on league safe or with a trusted like safe leagues or uh or ffpc ffpc though is who we're with uh yep in france okay i think uh that is it promo code zeth uh for us tonight we will give the guys some time to uh promote promote their stuff and then give us a bold prediction oh wait hold on Oh, forgot. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, he doesn't want Wait, Pierce Wait, whoa, now. whoa, whoa, whoa. He doesn't whoa. want Pierce now. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> right? let's slow down. There's a lot of bright sides to Pierce. You know, he, he, was, he was an effective ball carrier last year, you know. They didn't draft anybody. I think, you know, it's keep it on mind, you know. All right. I got it. I got it. I can't. This is this. This warms my heart. All right. Rad swag. He's new to Dynasty and he wants to know what I what he needs to do to start uh, in my draft to start smart to my drafts smart to get Kelsey Mahomes with my first two if I can and then have a great duo then trade Kelsey later on. That would be, I think, a good idea. I don't think there's anything wrong with that if that's what you want to do in your first dynasty. Again, dynasty fantasy football should be fun, and this is your first draft. Go do like if that's what you want to do, go do it. Don't maybe try not to give up too much to go do it. Yeah, uh, maybe subscribe if you wanted to subscribe to and you want to get all this information. You should subscribe to the dynasty package on PlayerProfiler.com. I don't know if there's a promo code with that one or not, but anyway, first first year dynasty players. That's that's what we're all about here. So, John, go ahead, plug your stuff, bold predictions, and we'll get you out of here. Yeah. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Fourth and Lang. Um, I'll be doing an article soon on the best and worst fantasy football schedules of the fantasy postseason. Uh, you should be getting that here soon, and also shortly, probably more in the midsummer, I'll be doing NFC South content, the division that keeps on giving. And the bold prediction, I have a mild one and then I have a spicy one. This is for everybody that's in their rookie drafts right now. Grab Clayton Toon at the end of your draft. Okay. Kyler Murray is not going to be playing anytime soon. They aren't. I, I think he's going to get a couple of starts. Now, Kyler Murray will play, but I just think you could maybe get some starts, find a desperate quarterback team, trade him for third, and there you go. The real spicy take is this. Tyler Algier is not dead. I think I, I haven't quite put the numbers together on this, but we assume that Kyle Pitts is going to get all these catches and Arthur Smith doesn't care. We just automatically assume Bijan's going to get 350 touches. I think he's going to get most of the work, but I think Tyler Algier, I think he's going to have some RB2 weeks. I think he's going to have some usability. He's not going to be gone. Remember Tyler Algier. <laughs> clip it. Let's Who? Clip that one. Clip it. Who? <laughs> I've already, I've already forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead, Aditya. Yeah, for me, um, my work uh, just yesterday I had a Diamonds in the Rough uh, article come out about a couple guys to target late in your rookie drafts that were taken. Um, on day three of the NFL draft. So check that out on playerprofiler.com and also my Twitter at ADI underscore FUL. Um, and then I'll also be helping out with some of that schedule release stuff as well. So keep an eye out for that too. Um, and then as for my bold prediction, um, this is where I come in with my Quinton Johnston take. I think Josh Downs is going to be a better value than Quinton Johnston in rookie drafts. And, uh, 
I think that that's a take that maybe reasonably, if uh, you look into it, it looks re- it looks like you know Josh Downs with Anthony and could grow with Anthony Richardson. But you look at how Quentin Johnston's profile looks; it's he's that kind of wide receiver that the Chargers have been drafting and liking. But when you look at the Chargers wide receivers that have actually had success, it's Keenan Allen and then Mike Williams every so three weeks or something like that. So Keenan Allen, it looks like he might be headed out, but I just, I don't like Quentin Johnston's profile as much. Josh Downs is faster and he's, he goes to an Indianapolis Colts offense where um, they're going to be rolling with Anthony Richardson going forward. Yep. Downs over Quentin Johnston. Fantasy, see the fantasy plumber agrees with Aditya, Matt, and he agrees with me. He just doesn't agree with you. Cool. There you go. Nice. All right. What you got to uh, plug? What, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Yeah. So I, I just had an article drop not too long ago that covered the five biggest reaches in the NFL draft. People make me laugh on Twitter, man. I had someone say uh, they called it clickbait because the Jake Moody, they were defending, uh, drafting a kicker in the third round. So that's the funny part about it. And then the funnier part about it, it was that the reasoning was because he was automatic in college and teams struggle to find good kickers. So boom, Jake Moody to the 49ers <laughs> was a good pick drafting a kicker in the third round, just ignoring all positional value and drafting a kicker with your second pick in the draft. That was, that was a good idea. Um, just kidding. Co- no, it wasn't Cody, Cody Carpentier, who knows a thing or two about drafts like NFL. He's kind of the guru around here. Basically, if you draft a punter or a kicker at all in the draft, like let alone on day two of the NFL draft, he like that's a major ding. And like I looked at his San Francisco grade, which you should go check out in the article section. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. So anyway, you could call in six former, you know, and or current NFL kickers who are, who are trying out for a job. You can invite six of them with Jake Moody any given day. You'd pick one of the seven to be your your kicker going forward i mean it's volatile it's a tough position and there's just no reason to ever spend day two i mean if you didn't learn from roberto aguayo i don't know the and the kyle the kyle shanahan hubris extends to kickers that's what we learned from this um so you can go read that on the article section you can find my tweets at babbage underscore matt tent and you'll be able to find some of my work in the draft kit which will be coming somewhat soon. So stay tuned for that. For my bold prediction, if I'm being honest, I did not really slam today. I didn't really think of one. So I'm thinking of one on the spot. I was doing a little bit of digging. See Stephon Diggs in Dynasty rankings. He is wide receiver 15 right now. He's 29. You know, he's getting up there. It makes sense. He's had a couple of down years while still being a top 10 receiver just feels like he's he's left us wanting more in two straight seasons. And I think if the Bills have shown us anything this offseason, it's that they are continuing to dedicate this passing offense running through Stephon Dix. And I see it all over the place. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver one at a at a target competition, had a, you know, a pass heavy offense last year. Jamar Chase, wide receiver one. Yeah, sure. Could be. Except. Stefan Diggs will be the wide receiver one in PPR leagues in 2023. Boom. It's never who you expect. It's never last who you year, expect. Last year, mm. everyone was saying, oh, you got to draft Jonathan Taylor. But I was like, no. I was I was the only one. I, I think I was the first no. one on, on YouTube. I'm not joking. I did a draft in like early June, and I took 
Jefferson, number one overall. And everybody, I mean, so many dislikes on that video. There was only like 50 views on the video, but most people disliked it because they thought, this guy's nuts. This guy's crazy. This guy's a little out there. But who turned out to be right? I don't think that I think that's perfect. I think that that's a reasonable take. Just like the fact that David Montgomery is going to outscore Jameer Gibbs, and it's not, frankly, going to be close. We, we need to have some sort of stake because on this. We can't just you can't just keep saying these things without. <laughs> yeah, let's write it down. Sort of... What do you, What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet? What am I? Are we going to get demonetized for gambling live on stream? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, is that a Is that actually a good question? I'll pay. I'll pay your. Oh, this is good. How about this? I will. Pay your entry fee to the Riders Roundtable Dynasty League that we are going to start soon. So oh, be okay. on the lookout for that. Win- See what I'm doing? See what I'm doing here? See what I'm doing? That's I'm a- doing a plug <laughs> and 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 a bet, like a little wager at the same time for audience engagement. See? I'm taking notes from Cody. So anyway, so if, if David Montgomery scores less fantasy points, fantasy points, than Jameer Gibbs in 2023, I will purchase your entry fee for 2024 for 2024 i'm gonna modify that because i'm not getting trapped into total fantasy points we will do fantasy (laughs) points per game we will do fantasy points per game what yes what what we will do fantasy (laughs) points per game and both backs have to play at least eight games so you are saying that you agree with me that you that david montgomery should be because he's got a three-year deal with detroit and the roles i'm talking about injury i'm talking about injury Oh, so you're worried that well, David, Gib- Gump- David Montgomery could get injured? If get, that's what I'm saying. Either way, but Jameer Gibbs Either is more likely to get injured. Play ten games versus sixteen, and we're looking at oh. obviously the one with sixteen is going to w- win the bet. Like what? What did but that? What prove? Ha- you got to play at least like ten games. That's fine. Okay, we can so do whatever game, games, qualif- whatever game qualifier game. you want. All right, yeah. well, we can talk about this off the air, but the bet is in <laughs> negotiations. So that's my bold prediction. You can find me on Twitter at Seth underscore Dewald. Uh, go follow me there for St. Louis Cardinal takes and David Montgomery rants and Justin Fields just zany propaganda. Um, and Bears, my, Bears, I love my Bears. So. We have to get off the air. Uh, so sorry to the Goat District that's on. Go check out the Goat District. They're on the TV right now. We we went over. So I can't thank you guys enough for being on the show. I can't thank Ditya and Jonathan enough uh, for, join, for joining us this evening. Click the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Join us next week, every week, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We might have a special guest next week. So stay tuned for that. His name might rhyme with Schmelly. And he might he might he, he might have a game name that is yeah like a the old movie except pot smart father all right so he might Before, may or may, may he, he may or may not be on the program next week but you have to tune in to find out so until next time nobody cares about aaron Rodgers, and we will see you next time if i can find the happy damn button happy teacher appreciation week Go, we're almost to summertime everybody teachers on high go have fun we will see you next time make your family be nice to you i don't know what i'm saying at this point (laughs) i'm just gonna get off the air bye-bye everybody hey i want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in it's important that's the wrong button that's the wrong button see (laughs) i i do this every time i do this every time i'm look there's so many buttons in here 
and I'm going to find the right one. Did Maddie Kiwum take it off? No, he didn't. It's right here. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>